The second round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at the $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes, up for grabs each day. And the best part, it's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most free threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs head to DraftKings, head to DraftKings pools page and get your shot at huge cash prizes that's promo code thpn for a limited time only at DraftKings. eligibility restrictions reply see draftkings.com for full details you are now tuned in to the windy city benders podcast this is WCVP. All right, it's another edition of the WCV podcast presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It's Jerem, it's Tanner. What's up, bud? Nothing much, man. Just uh, having a good time right now. Just yeah. hanging out. A lot of uh, summers in full effect. Chicago's back. It's a Chicago lot. is back in a big uh, way. How was that working, uh, as you said best, essentially all the holidays rolled into one? <laughs> just so fucking busy Dude, i just I, wish every, everybody should realize everyone please realize that when you go out to eat not every restaurant's 100 percent completely staffed nothing's back to normal so the fact that like everybody bitches about something taking a little bit longer it's like yeah man there's a lot less people that fucking work here right <laughs> now so relax oh man yeah i was feeling for it especially watching uh, the cubs and seeing them at 100 percent. i'm just like god all those people probably filing out and did you see on sunday they had like the longest cup snake i've ever seen in my life <laughs> oh my god they were saying that it was like they were equivalent to about thirty thousand dollars worth of beer yeah and the best part was that it was on espn so it was nationally broadcast the fucking cup snake it was so great I was watching the game and immediately after it, Bucci was uh, interviewing Rizzo and he was asking about the cup snake and, they, and Rizzo was like, yeah, man, I was kind of hoping they were going to get it up to the, the second deck of the, uh, of the bleachers over there. <laughs> God, could you imagine being like one of the people that's trying, like helping out with that and just having your arms up for that long? Oh like, no, <laughs> I would not want to do that at all. Yeah, the best thing I saw was like a screenshot of it, and they were just like, "Ah, Chicago's healing." It's <laughs> healing. It's getting back to normal. But yeah, so after last week of very little hot talk, we got a couple things to talk about here. Yeah, just a, um, just a couple, 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 couple two, three. Um, a, a little bit a minor one. Um, has not fully Blackhawk, but a couple Blackhawks. Uh, we're over in was it Switzerland for the worlds. I don't know, man. I did not pay attention to it uh, at all. So I forgot where they're at, but somewhere in Europe, Canada wins gold again. Yeah, that started zero and three, I think, too. In that, yeah, day. they. It. I was reading the little article about uh, Gerard Gallant or Gerard Gallant and about how he was he coached Canada for that, and they went zero and three against like Latvia, Germany, and Switzerland. There were so many upsets in that tournament. I can pull it up real quick just so we can be sure. Latvia, Germany, and the United States. He lost the first three games. And then they squeezed into the, the playoff because then Germany beat Latvia or something like that. And I don't know, Canada just automatically makes it. Just run around <laughs> there and they knock Canada or US out in the semifinals. So um, but yeah, the reason we're talking about it is Hegel, Bowden, and Blackhawk legend Peary all come home with some gold. Yeah. What, what a great like end to the like, I think that's officially like the end of that season for hockey for Hegel. 
Like, yeah, it's like officially like now he's on his summer break and all that. But man, what a year for the kid. He's he's been popping up a lot on like their Instagram and stuff, too. Like they're kind of pushing Hagel, which is great. I fucking love the kid. Oh, (laughs) it's like I think they were some they posted something today and it was like Boquist, Hagel and Debrinket. I think they were wearing like, you know how like the Cubs have like the Wrigleyville like city series. I think it was something to do with like the Chicago Fire, like some soccer like jerseys. But I was just like that. I was like, man, Hagel, he's all over the place. The Hawks love him. Hey, the man. So hey. you know what they eight years, <laughs> eight years, two point five mil. Let's go. Just would it would that be a twenty million dollar contract? That's a steal for Hagel. Yeah. I uh no, that's a <laughs> I don't know. Please, I would love that though. Just give him an eight year deal. Yeah, it's it's Hagel, Boakfist, and and Debrinket. They're wearing. I'm pretty sure that these Chicago, are the Chicago fire jerseys, but they have like the CTA on the bottom, which is kind of cool. The, the the girls, the 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 uh, Chicago Stars or whatever. Oh, the Red Stars. Okay, yeah. that's cool. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, because Kendall Coins a part owner of that. Yeah, and bring. I mean, dude, bring these all over their fucking Instagram all the time. It's hilarious looking at this. Look at this because Hagel, he doesn't look that big. Yeah. Like holy, like he's a skinny dude. Yeah, he's he's not a big guy, but he he's out there going crazy. And you know what's great? I actually I was browsing Reddit, and I um I didn't write it down, but the, there's a guy on Reddit that just posted. I could, I actually have it up right here, but he posted uh, all of the 2021 regular season fights, and let's see, it it was posted by Sharkhawk23, and. Oh no, shit, that's the Stanley Cup winner. Never mind. There's another what the fuck? It's gotta be Oh, I know what you're talking it's about. It's right here. Okay, it's it's Jay Confer 04. So I was like, oh yeah, like they didn't have that many fights. And then I and then it got to Hagel versus Line A. And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> and he just throws two rights, it connects with both of them and drops them to his knees. And that's the day I was like, sign Hagel. I know I was about to say <laughs> that was the day the city fell in love with Hagel, or at least our yeah. our group did. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, man. the kids fucking earned it this year. Like, I really hope they get him on just a long term deal and not like a short two, three year contract that ends up. I almost, I almost feel like that it's going to be a short contract. I mean, with what they always try to, I don't know. Like, I would, I think the way he plays is going to be more sustainable than like the deal they gave Strom to put up points. Like, Hagel's out there just to disrupt shit. And then he puts up points because he's like all over the place. I could probably see him going. He'll probably sign for around uh, maybe like one point five for like three years. Yeah, I don't know. If I was Hagel, I'd be like, Nah, dude, just just give me just give me three mil for eight years. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I'm I, fine. Yeah, the opposite. If I'm Hagel, I'm like, Let me sign short, do this again, and then yeah. get fucking paid. True, but true, true. Yeah, so. Good, good for him. Good for Bowden. Um, I think that's great. I know it's not really the same to compare to like you know NHL style hockey, but you know what, winning hockey, it doesn't hey, for somebody. And there's, there's, there's still professionals in those tournaments. Yeah. So uh, Lucas Reichel was in it with Germany. Fucking Kubelik was in it. Was Suter in it? I think. Um, I thought he was, maybe not. I'm. Sh- I mean, Hawks just had they had guys in there, but like they had a decent amount. I just I can't remember who. That's all right. <laughs> well, anyway, like since I brought up Lucas Reichel, guess what? He signs his ELC. Three years, nine two five. I'm sure there's probably bonuses involved too. That'd, that'd be. But, like, I mean, we have the cap for it. Like, who cares? Just have the bonuses in there. Like, I'm really excited to see how he can play. He had like, a great year. Um, I'm pulling up his numbers again really quick. Yeah, I, they, they said that on the on the Hawks website, on their article, um, that th- he was second on his team in scoring. Or he was in top five on his team in scoring as the second youngest player on his team. Yeah, and then second in the league 
um, with players under 20 or 23 and under. So and I was like, it's pretty fucking good. And they won the championship too. Yeah, in 38 games, he had 10 goals, 17 assists for 27 points. And then the playoffs, he had two goals, three assists for five points in nine games. That's pretty good. Playing 18-year-old playing against a bunch of, bunch of grown men. Yeah. And and it said that he had switched to center this year where he when he was drafted, he was drafted as a wing. Oh shit. So that's I mean that do you think he said something like, hey, let me uh I see you up the middle in Chicago. Let me get some minutes up here. And uh... I mean <laughs> in the article they were saying that Bowman and Carlton are very excited to see that he has that kind of versatility, which is fantastic. I mean, if the kid was drafted based off of like his his playmaking ability and vision, like having him in the center would be fantastic. So right, uh, yeah, I mean, right now looking at the roster, you have obviously you have Taves, uh, Mackenzie Enwistle, uh, Kirby Doc. I Kate, like how Mackenzie Entwistle was the second name of the players that you're going to make blocks. I'm going from because I started in the LTIR and I'm working my way. Yeah, up. I know. It's just really, it's just yeah. really funny to be like, we got Taves, we got Entwistle. <laughs> <laughs> Then we got Kaner. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, wait. Gaudette, Camp. Oh, we got a lot of guys listed here as center wingers. Hennestro was a carpenter, Strom. But, yeah. But, man. like, true center. It's like, I feel like the Hawks have been struggling to win faceoffs besides, like, Taves for the, the longest time. True centers, we got what? Kirby and Taves and Gaudette. For what? Oh, wait, what? For true center? Uh, Camp. Oh, I mean, he's listed here as a center right wing. I mean, that doesn't matter. I know. You can, you can put anybody anywhere, but, like, who takes the most face-offs is, like, Camp takes the most face-offs in the defensive zone. Taves takes them everywhere. I got a lot of questions about Camp, but I can't. Hockey usually takes face-offs everywhere. Save that for maybe, like, off-season before, like, you know, contracts are coming up. But I'm just curious what you think Camp's worth to this team. Because he's an RFA this year. Yeah, I mean, he's great. I think he's great to have as a defensive forward, um, especially when he does things like shut down or helps to shut down like Connor McDavid. But I don't. I really just don't want the Hawks to end up doing a Kruger and paying like two point five million for a fourth line center. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not going to put up points. Only at twelve points last year. He has a lot of offensive opportunities that does not finish. He has he's like the sharp sod snake bit in like he hit a couple posts and then it, after that it was just game over. Mm-hmm. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, he like played all fifty six games this year. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um. So I mean, even with the roster that we have, like I'm curious to see how they're gonna try and fit Reichel in, or if he's gonna spend time in the AHL just to like get. I would say, I, I mean, clearly depending on his like training camp, but I. I'd be more excited to have them start in the AHL and get used to everything. And then just don't want them to start like pulling guys too soon. And then them just like ruining their development by like not being able to play as well as they hope they would in the NHL. I think, I mean, I kind of like the idea. I know. Cause I, I sound like an idiot in a group text went about it and it hit me that he's not a, a junior player. So, oh, yeah. but I don't, I still don't hate that idea. Give him a couple games up. See how it goes. If he's clicking, yeah, keep him up. If he's not, then send him down to the A's to, to adapt a little bit. Kind of like how we did with like Ian Mitchell this year. Ian Mitchell. Um, I mean, I know it's a different situation with how we did with Saad when he was first coming up. Like he played the mm-hmm. first couple games and showed potential, but he wasn't clicking. So they sent him back to, uh, what was it Saginaw? Saginaw Spirit. And then he scored like nine goals in five games. It's <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, I guess maybe. He doesn't need to be in the CHL. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm very excited too, and I think that's gonna really depend on on what goes on with the the expansion draft and if Stan is able to move Strom. Like, I don't think it's a secret to anybody that Stan doesn't want Strom on this team anymore. Like, it's very obvious that if it's up to if it's doable, I think it's gonna the trigger's gonna get pulled and Strom will not. I don't think he's up Blackhawk next year. Maybe. I don't know. I think I think they're gonna do whatever they can to move them. Um Scott Powers did like his his list of who was per, 
who he his hearing the Hawks are going to protect. I can't find it, but I do remember like he did have Strom protected, which kind of surprised me. Yeah, I, was that recently or is that kind of like a little bit ago? Because I, if... I want to say it was last week. Oh, I remember seeing something about it on the athletic. I thought where they were talking about like you got to keep Strom because he there's he has this playmaking ability that you don't just find up anywhere. It's like okay, well. Does he know where it's at? Yeah, yes. Yeah. He hasn't been able to find it the last like couple seasons, really. Like, it'd be great if he busted out that magnifying glass and just took a hard look around. Ah, uh, yeah, I gotta send. Ah, whatever. Fucking yeah, man. Kirby Reichel, welcome to the show. That'd be fantastic if he comes in and just becomes like Leon Drysaddle two point Then purpose. Do what? Kirby Reichel. Why? Oh, I did say Kirby Reichel, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> so I'm like, I know. <laughs> I'm like, was that on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> no, Lucas, Lucas Reichel. Oops. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! I'm, I'm I'm really pronouncing Lucas. Like, is that how you really? They Germans say uh, Lucas. Yeah, that's how the Germans say it. <laughs> yeah, no, there was a there was a guy that was. Was it? I thought it was. It might have been Kirby Reichel or something like that. That was a draft pick of like I don't know a while ago. But he was always really good in like the NHL video game, and he just never panned out in the show. And yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, Kirby Doc, Lucas Reichel, Kirby Reichel, whatever. Who cares? It's gonna be a good one-two punch of uh, first-round picks. Not a big deal. Yeah, we'll see what happens this year too. Maybe we get one, two, three. Yeah, so uh, the last little Hawks tidbit I think we kind of want to talk about real quick is um, this past, what was it, Thursday? was No, Wednesday was the 11th anniversary of the 2010 Cup. Yes. First off, I can't believe it's been 11 years already. Like, yeah, I know, right? Holy shit. It's, we're getting old. Um, <laughs> like, I still remember that game. Um, I almost missed it because I couldn't get it home from work and I was oh, so pissed about it and I got home just in time for overtime to start. Oh, Jesus. So that was fucking brutal. But the infamous we uh, we posted on Instagram I, and just asking kind of like, what were some of your favorite moments? And like, obviously, the most infamous one was the Patrick Kane goal. Um, Everybody knew it was a goal. Everybody, the goal. yeah, totally. Um, I love seeing these like videos of people inside of whatever Philadelphia's fucking rink is, um, and just videotaping. And then Kaner goes wild, and they go, "What the fuck just happened? What the fuck just happened? Did we fucking lose? Did they just fucking win?" <laughs> it's just like, wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chilan, is it? Chil- I think it's Chilana Hockey on Instagram said Kane's goal reaction. Uh, it gave him some inspiration to how to sell a goal in a pond hockey tournament they played in. Um, so that's was a big moment there. Um, another big moment that a lot of people talk about. Um, Ethan Parker sits scenes at October 12th, 2009. And if you're not sure what that means, um, our buddy Vito said the 5 0 comeback against uh, Calgary. I've been saying this a thousand times too. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's true. Anders, it's true. Anders' favorite moment too. And I think, and even though it's so early in the season, um, when it comes out, when we did that draft uh, dynasty by the decade episode for DraftKings, when that comes out, I think it's in July. Yeah. Um, we okay. talked about how that was a game changer right there that season. It was so early on in the year, but that was the moment that really hit home that this team can do anything. They're going to win it all. Like they, I mean, the previous year, they had just gone to the Western Conference Finals after not making the playoffs. The year before and like then they got beat by a very good fucking detroit team that had marion hosa on it yep and then it was just like okay then we acquired hosa and like we're like oh fuck like this is going to be a good team and then it was just so early in the season because you said what october 12th so that's like week one week two oh. against calgary they go down five nothing right away and you're like what the fuck kind of shit is this? Like we, national TV too. It was yeah, like, like we we, we just made it to the Western Conference Finals. This team is on the way up, and then most of the time, like any time that happened previously, I'd be like, "Fucking this game's over." But with the way the Hawks just were playing, you're like, 
I'm going to watch the rest of this game. And then it's like slowly like one, two, three, four, five. And you're like, okay, sounds good to me. <laughs> and then so Big, Daddy, Big Daddy Seabrook fucking ends it. it was- here's the score sheet. So the five, nothing. Um, then with like three minutes, two minutes left in the first period, John Madden scores with assists from Cam Barker and Andrew Ladd. Second yeah. period starts off. Patrick Kane from Dave Bolin. Uh, Brian Campbell, Dustin Bufflin from Patrick Kane, Dave Bowen from Patrick Kane, Brian Campbell, Patrick Sharp from Duncan Keith, Andrew Ladd. Like those names right there, like holy crap. Like you like I don't know at the time if you realize like how big of names these guys were, but like now looking back at it and seeing like what this team turned them into, it's like it's insane, like what we had. Like, yeah, it's just like it's so hard to comprehend that that many guys on one team. And just the pure domination they put, and it sucks that they couldn't stay around past the season. Um, I know he yeah. said that. Um, Bolin said that too when we talked to him. Like they all said how that was the team that they wish they could have played more with. Yeah, only if they had fucking qualified, offered their fucking RFAs like the year before, or like two years before, instead of having to overpay their underage players. <laughs> They're under 26 players. Like, that's the dumbest fucking thing. Oh, man. That was a huge fuck-up. Watch your own again on that game. Oh, yeah. Um, it's crazy. Like, when you look at, like, the role players on that team that became, like, captains of other teams. Mm-hmm. Like, Andrew Ladd, Dustin Bufflin. I'm pretty sure Brower had, like, an A at one point, maybe in Washington or in fucking St. Louis. And here is kind of, too, kind of another topic that somebody mentioned here. Um, Jake McHale, who I played high school hockey with, um, he said Niemi was unreal. And I think, too, this was kind of like his I don't know if this is truly his coming out party and like, hey, I'm like, I'm legit. But I mean, he came yeah. in and shut the door on this team. I mean, he still allowed two goals in that. But I mean, any two goals on 15 uh, shots is a lot better than three goals on 15, on five from Cristobal. Cristobal Huey. All I remember from Cristobal Huey is nothing that he did in real life is the fact that in the NHL video games, whenever he made a save, it would the announcer would go, Crystal Ball looked into his crystal ball and got that one. <laughs> it was the dumbest fucking thing. Oh man. I feel like he so didn't get funny. enough love. He didn't get enough love because Niami yeah. kind of stole everything. But yeah, so Niami kind of we kind of talk about this. Like, was Niami really good or was the team around him good? He was Grubauer 1.0, like yeah. I said. <laughs> I mean, here's here's his lines, man. 26 wins, 7 losses, um, 4 overtime. Uh, I'm assuming overtime losses. Um, yeah. Goals against, 82 shots against, 934 or 936 for a 9-12 uh, save percentage and a 2.25 goals against with 7 shutouts. Yeah. I mean. It's pretty good. Pretty good stats, but I mean, the team itself was also allowing the least amount of shots against per game and having the most shots for per game. They had like one of the best penalty kills, one of the best power plays. Like the team was just stacked all around. Yeah. I mean, look at that. I mean, 39 games and he only saw 936 shots. Jesus. <laughs> like Just for comparison, he played 43 games in 2012, 2013 with San Jose. And he faced um, 1,220 shots. So in like four more games, he had like 300 more shots? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, that whole team was just dominant. And it's a bummer that they broke up. We weren't able to, by choice, but they weren't able to stick around together. Um, But, yeah, 2010 magic moment i know if a lot of people listening to this it was the probably the start of their fandom too so it's that's a special team for a lot of different reasons for a lot of people and for us it was finally seeing our team win after years of sucking and for yeah. us, it was like the the birth of a a birth of a fandom or a love for the game and going strong ever since i mean it's been a rough couple of years but i don't see it lasting much longer you got pieces like Reichel and coming in and, you know, Kirby 
to bring it showing up. Yeah, to bring it's about to fucking be captain. Bleak. God, our, de- our defense. We still haven't we haven't done our our <laughs> our European signing of the offseason yet. So we'll see who comes in. Yeah, who won the who won the MVP in that league? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. No, who was it? The MVP or the leading goal scorer? Oh, a leading goal scorer. Possibly. It's. It, I mean, we got to get another one. Can we just go with the leading defenseman? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah, whatever the Norris version is of their league. Like, yeah, get a defensive defenseman. As long as it's actually defensive defenseman, not offensive defenseman. Yeah, we don't need. We don't need none of that. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that about wraps up Hawks talk. Unless you got anything, fan awards, fan your fan fan choice awards. Um, there's only two Hawks ones, and Kaner for best selly. Uh, I think Kaner's just always got the best sellies, and like his sellies have just become like really like downplayed, but very emotional, and just kind of fires you the fuck up when you just <laughs> see him scream, just like "Let's go" or like "Let's fucking go." And it's, if, <gasps> just like that kind of shit. If the phrase "let's fucking go" had like an image, it would be yeah. painter. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, which reminds me, because when they did, they their their Blackhawks Instagram recently, I sh- I sent it to you guys in the group text, but they had done an edit of the uh, Taves the Kane um, double OT winner where he does the heartbreak celly the twenty conference final. Yeah, and the and the edit is just they actually create the heart, and then he fucking explodes it, and I'm just like, that's amazing. It's a good, it's very well done. Yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> we'll have to fucking some everybody's had to have to check that out. Like, it's, that's amazing. And then uh, the other thing that the Hawks have is uh, it's just best mascot moment, which is uh, Tommy Hawk with his pregame with rituals with Caner. Uh, so I don't, think, I don't think they could really do it anymore because. Like Kaner's gonna end up hitting somebody with a puck that's not paying attention. Oh yeah, but he was doing it to make up for the fact because Kane would always toss a, toss a puck up at the UC, so they were just making up for it. So I think oh, okay. Hawk will gladly give that back over to the fans. Yeah, that'd be great. So yeah, um, go vote. Let's uh, let's get the Kane. Yeah, make make your vote count. <laughs> <laughs> was it voter dive? <laughs> voter dive. Yeah, what was that? Two thousand. Fucking four. Four? I don't know. I don't know elections anymore. George Bush doesn't care about black people. Uh, That's the only thing I remember from that time. Thanks, Kanye. And Mike Myers' face is kind of... Jeez. Yeah. Oh, that was like... That was Hurricane Katrina coverage. Never mind. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. All right. NHL talk here. Let's... uh, Where do you want to start? Steven Johns retired. Yeah, so that's that was former a, former yeah. hawk didn't really play much for the Hawks. No, he got dealt to Dallas, Dallas. A sharp trade that brought Trevor Daly and was a Garbutt. Yes, yes, Ryan Garbutt. Yeah, Garbutt. Yeah. Um, so he finished, he only played ended up playing 167 career games, 15 career goals with 33 career points. Um, he missed all of last season due to post concussions, post concussion syndrome. And then he it was out for almost like two years or a year and a half. Yeah. It was like post-traumatic headache syndrome, which yeah, I think he's... essentially just like concussion. It's obviously, I think it's concussion related, but. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. just like very like severe, like concussion issues, like not like constantly concussed, but like how basically I would assume how like Sidney Crosby was out for like a whole season. Yeah. Just like worse though. So he he was making the choice to hang it up, which I just you know good for him for realizing that it wasn't worth it anymore. Um it sucks for it sucks because he was he's only 29. Yeah. And he had a lot of like he was a high up like prospect too. And like I think second round pick in 2010 from the Hawks. I think he was part of that. The reason he was a part of that trade was because Dallas was kind of doing us a favor by taking Sharp's contract on. Yeah. Well, he was actually one of our top prospects at the time. I'm pretty sure for a defenseman. That's literally what we did at the time was like to get rid of some contracts and stuff like that. We were like, here, you can have one of our top prospect defensemen. You can have one of our top prospect defensemen. And it's like, Jesus Christ, like getting rid of everybody. I just like, he, he was also a tough, a tough guy to fucking play against too. Yeah. Just like watching 
in play on Dallas when we were playing them, he, he would nobody would get by him. He's a big fucking guy. I wish we would have had him. <laughs> He's exactly what that this team's missing. Yeah. Six four, like two twenty, two thirty. Jesus Christ. So I mean it's a sad, but you know, like I said, good for him for realizing that it was time to time to uh stop. Um, and he's doing something too, he announced with it, like a cross country journey. Oh, what was it? I gotta find this article again now. Okay. I didn't read into it. I just saw that he was retiring. That was, was on like yeah, NHL it, discussions Instagram. He's become I, I feel like an ass for not knowing this, but he um he was dealing with like suicidal thoughts and you know extreme depression from this. So I think he's doing something to bring awareness, like mental health awareness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That makes sense. But oh man. Well, I mean, quickly bring. Speaking of mental health awareness, they're going to do the King Clancy Award announcements tonight, which is um, what we had mentioned with like. Uh, Curtis Gabriel, P.K. Subban, and Pecorine. Um, I read more into it when I briefly talked about it when we were doing, like, talking about like, the awards. And I believe Curtis Gabriel, is he's nominated for it because he's, like, been very vocal about being, like, positive in the gay community, but he also helps out with mental health awareness because he his dad had killed himself at the age of 10. Ouch. And so he's been pushing a lot of that as well. It's just, like, that's pretty, it's pretty like hard shit to like go yeah. through it as a 10 year old. Like I'm really glad that they have players like that in the NHL though, that uh, yeah, exactly. are very positive in that kind of a way, you know, like they're, they're pushing that kind of awareness. And it's good. I mean, like, you know, I'm glad they got an award to kind of like recognize and all of these guys are doing that for that reason, but you know what right. guys need to be recognized for the cause of them. Not only, does it like you know show what they're doing off the ice but it's bringing more awareness to these causes because the nhl is going to be talking about it and it's going to get new, like coverage on that from the league so i mean that's that's fucking awesome i'm kind of pulling for him now <laughs> dude yeah honestly if you read the article on nhl.com so like just quickly it has he uses his social media accounts to amplify and educate fans about the lgbtq plus community um like the causes and events and stuff. Then he also is a strong advocate for mental health awareness. And then he also supported a black girl hockey club and will auction off his skates for the Sharks Foundation during the Juneteenth auction from June 17th to 19th. And proceeds are going to diversity focused nonprofit organization. It's like, damn, Curtis. Yeah, he, he's got <laughs> you, everywhere. You come out here and fucking fight people. And then, like, you're the, of course, like the fighters are always the greatest guys off yeah, the ice. Yeah, like, we, I think we've said this multiple times on the show. Like the, those, the, the goons, enforcers, the bad guys on the ice are the ones that are the biggest hearts off the ice, and they're the nicest people in the world. Like Bob Probert was one of those guys. Yeah, but yeah, you know, good for him. Um, and so, I do like, I do like the Subban thing too. You know, the the Blue Line buddies. Yeah, he's trying to like you know bridge the gap between law enforcement and youth, and you know, try to like show like you know, and that stigma against the two, like the two sides and all that, which is a huge thing in the country, in this country. Um, and then Pecorino was just, was interacts with uh, cancer patients and make a wish foundation. Um, so he really does a lot of work with that. Um, he also fundraised events for Parkinson's disease and was a big part of the feed the frontline initiative, which uh, the predators did for COVID-19. So Three amazing causes, and I mean the crazy thing too is like that's only three players, and there's yeah. plenty of other players in the league that do a lot of charitable things, but they're all you know like there's a lot of players that get get noticed for a lot of the shitty things they do, and I think the players like this don't get as much recognition as they should. Yeah. So it's good that there's like we said, it's good that there's an award for that, yes. and I think they're going to give that out during the uh, Montreal and uh, Vegas game tonight. Awesome. Well, yeah, definitely. If you have any interest in any of those, like, you know, causes or anything, they definitely check these guys out and look, and you know, look into what they're doing. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, we'll move on to the other news that dropped today. Um, Gallant is going to the New York Rangers. Yeah. Great pickup by New York. 
I mean, I was questioning what they were doing with making those decisions because the team is looking like it's going to be even better and even better and even better. <laughs> like, we're going to fucking get rid of our coach. Oh, it's cool. We're bringing Gallant in, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's really fucking good. And it's like, yeah, okay, Rangers. I can see, see this. That was the whole thing. Like, when Florida fired him, the players were like, I don't understand why. Like, he he's he's a it's, player's coach. It's the same thing when Vegas fucking fired him. And then they brought DeBoer in. Because, they fired him because Peter DeBoer got fired. And they're like, yo, Gallant, we like DeBoer, though. <laughs> Okay. I don't. I don't understand that though. I would take a lot. He was so anything. successful. He was so successful in Vegas. Like I just, <laughs> I don't fucking get it. I, but, I'm just kind of surprised. I, I felt like he was gonna go for Seattle. I thought he was gonna go and try to do it all over again and be like. Well, I wonder if Quenville's still gonna try and get go for Seattle then. Yeah. So that a, a better opportunity. It's right now Seattle and Arizona are the only teams that don't have coaches. Oh yeah, because Columbus brought hired or promoted one of their assistant coach. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so the the thing with Ryan Larson, I think was his name. Yeah, and um, so I was listening to the Steve Dangle podcast, and they were talking about that, and they Steve Dangle pointed out, it's like if you look at the official announcement tweet, go and read all the like comments after that. The fans aren't happy. They're. I mean, one of the. One of the top comments after that was like, oh, there was like saying, oh, congrats. he's our eighth coach in franchise history or whatever. And the guy, the guy, one of the top tweets after that is, cool, I can't wait to see who the ninth uh, coach in franchise yeah. history is. <laughs> hey, do you want to tell who the ninth one is going to be already? Like, <laughs> But he was, supposedly he was the one reason why um, he, Line A was getting sit by torts. Like there was an argument between this guy and Line A. So it wasn't really like a, a torts head on. It was Line A and this guy. Oh my god! But Line A was one of the f- a handful of players that showed up to this guy's in, like induction. So eight. Line A, Line A to Buffalo for Eichel <laughs> coming in. All right, should we go to that then, real quick? Yeah, why not, man? All right. Uh, so this came out last week that pretty much Buffalo is done with Eichel. Pretty much saying, "Hey, bud, you can't quit. You're fired." Um, so before he can request a trade, I think I can't believe that they're getting rid of their GM. It's crazy. (laughs) Just fucking in their, their head coach. Yeah. So I think that it's probably best for both, both parties. I don't think Eichel ever wanted to be there. No. Like, why would you? Yeah. What, what about this? Like kind of jokingly about like the Patrick line, anything, but I mean, if Seth Jones wants out, Patrick Line is not going to be too happy anyway. Seth Jones and Patrick Line for Rista Line and Eichel. I think Seth Jones wants to go to a winning team. Yeah, but Seth Jones does he? He doesn't. Does he have a no movement clause or like no trade clause? It's a, a minimum. I think oh, it's, it's just a it's just a ten team a ten, ten team, team no trade. Yeah, ten team. He can't. He will. I mean, so. if Buffalo's not on that list. I think if you're either if you're both of those teams, maybe you, you fucking pull the trigger on that trade. Modify, yeah, he's a modified no trade. I don't know, man. I the thing is with Eichel, I can't see a place that he goes that makes sense. <laughs> he's just not fit for this league. I just. Like, <laughs> I'm looking at it too. And you got to think about this too. He's got a $10 million salary. Yeah. So he's got a cap head of 10 million. What about like Taves for Eichel straight up? Get the one f- for one. Out of here. <laughs> you tell me you wouldn't do that if they were like, hey, hey, Chicago, we'll just, can we just have Taves? Eichel needs to stay as far out of Chicago. The only time Eichel should be in Chicago is when he's playing the Hawks. I don't think. He's not- I just think we could have the greatest American line in history. Oh my God. You're Michael Kaner to bring it. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy right now. It would be insane. Don't be that guy. <laughs> greatest American line in the history of hockey. You don't. So what if this playoff shown that you can't win with multiple 10 plus million dollar players on your team? But you can, if it's Eichel and Kane and to bring it. On a line. 
Oh, that's you're telling me you wouldn't have that. No, I wouldn't. I would fucking do that in a second. I think he's a it's guy. Not, it's not Eichel's team. It's Kaner's team. Like you, you, you don't just start demanding shit if you're here. It's a cancer, though, dude. I don't. I think you listen to the best American-born player of all time, and then you create the greatest American line of all time. I hate this because I don't know if this is a bit or. I fucking it- actually am really psyched about it. <laughs> I'm getting more and more jazzed about it. It's not gonna happen. There's no fucking way. There's like. Uh- I'm like, I'm like, you're go, you keep going into it. <laughs> I'm like, I, I thought the first you started as you joking around, and the more if you, they could, if they pull it off, yeah. Oh God. Okay. Who, need, who needs who this. needs a team, right? Toronto. Who needs a full team when you can have the greatest American line of all time? Realistically, you want to make this trade? Yeah. Taylor Eichel straight up's not happening. I, I absolutely not. Taze is coming off a year that he just sat out and he's 30, going to be 34. What does this team give up? Um, Kirby Doc? Their heart and soul. Yeah, Kirby Doc? <laughs> yeah, it would be like Doc to bring it. Two firsts. I don't know. <laughs> I rather them, if they're going to. And like you know, go all out like that. I rather them to call Toronto and kick tires on like Mitch Marner or no, William Belander. Keep Marner out of here. We have enough wingers. That's what I'm saying, though. I mean, if we're gonna do something ridiculous, like some ridiculous trade, I rather fine. Kevin uh, Lincoln in for Connor McDavid, one for one. Fine, I agree with that one. They, Is I mean, this... really does need a goalie. <laughs> Um, real quick about Buffalo still. This is what I wanted to ask you. I was going to tell you, I was going to ask you about. So first overall pick pretty much is going to be Owen Power. Yeah. Um, he's in, he's a college player. What if he just doesn't sign in Buffalo <laughs> and then just goes free agency route in like two, three years? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> How great would that be? Has that ever happened? Is the first I don't, pick, I don't know. Pick ever not get signed? And, and like the article I read about Owen Power um, on the NHL, uh, NHL.com, they were talking about how well he's planning or he wants to spend next season in, at the college level. I was like, okay, what if he just stays there, though? Because the last first overall player to not play immediately or, or just go back to college for an ex- another season was Eric Johnson when he was drafted by the Blues. But I was just like, what if Owen Power just goes, no, I don't want to be in Buffalo. He has that entire ability to just wait it out. Oh, my God. That'd be fantastic. Oh, my God. (laughs) Do you sell the team at that point? You move them? I mean, can't be here anymore. What would be more Buffalo than for that to happen? They would have to trade his rights. Like, there's no way you just give up. That like you just let him go to free agency. Like you would, you just have to trade his rights for sure. But if he's also setting the table for like saying he wants to play next year in the college level, so Buffalo, all right, we know we're not going to waste it. We want to get a guy that can come in right now. Seattle takes him second overall, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm ready to come. Let's go." So I'll yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> Yo, fucking first Seattle draft pick ever plays right away. Eighteen year old Owen Power just leading the blue line. Oh my god. Oh man. That would just be that would be so fucking funny. And I mean, the other thing I was thinking too is like, let's say he does not want to sign there and get his trade rights. I hear that really good players in Buffalo that have like, and then the, the Sabres have like no CA where like where they can go is worth what a second and a third. Was that what Taylor Hall was? <laughs> like, I would give him a second and a third for Owen Powers trading rights. Like, let's go, man. That's got the. Same. I'd give him a first. I don't give a shit. Blackout's got the same return for fucking. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> oh, dude. Was even better is Buff Boston's like, oh my god, we stole this. He's tearing it up, and then he just decides not to show up the second round of the playoffs. Oh, 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 Taylor Hall. <laughs> hey, they ran into a really hot Islanders team, and then I, we didn't talk. I don't know if we even mentioned this. Taylor Hall gets an assist on the first overall pick because he played on fucking Buffalo this year. Yeah, can <laughs> so, he add to the resume? Ed, everything that Taylor Hall touches turns into a first overall pick. The dude needs to retire and just be done with it. Like he's gonna, he needs, he's gonna join the front office somewhere, and they're gonna, the team's gonna consistently get first overalls. They're never gonna win the big game, but you know what? Oh, 
He was he was already saying too that he uh he's gonna prioritize uh the team over salary. He's he said the same thing last year, and then he said, "Isn't that what he did last year?" Yeah, one year, eight million dollars with Buffalo. Oh man! What if he resigns in Buffalo and was like, "All right, guys, get—I feel bad. I'll resign with you guys. Get a couple more picks out of me. Get another second and third, and we'll we'll call it even." And a first overall. <laughs> <laughs> so in a way, so in a way, they traded Taylor Hall for a second round, a third round, and the first overall pick, and a guaranteed first overall. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's hilarious. God, that's I can't even think of anything more Buffalo than Owen. If, if Owen Power just doesn't sign. Yeah, at that point, the team's gotta the team's gotta like I don't even think you can sell that team. I think the team just has to fold. Yeah. You know, just go just back. just you no, know, just go back down to 31 teams. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> All those players become free agents again. You can only oh. sign them for what their deal was actually worth. They do sell the team, but it's not too to another owner it's to pay back all the buffalo fans for the years of misery they cannibalize the fucking contracts oh my god that's that's amazing buffalo and whenever your luck turns around and you start doing well i'll praise you but holy shit Oh, that's fantastic. I didn't even think about that, but now I've never wanted something more in my life. Remember when Ottawa was, was like going to be like awful and now they're, they're actually they're looking like they're going to be on the upswing a lot sooner than Buffalo is? Yeah. Ottawa was just in the Eastern Conference Final in 2017, became the worst team possible, and then is already like not, not terrible. Like they finished pretty bad, but like their young players are playing well. Oh, and Stoots was sick. That was another comment they were talking about Otto on, on the Steve Daniel podcast. And they're like, yeah, Otto's going to be really good until the, the owner decides he's tired of watching this group of players. <laughs> until they actually want to get paid. And he's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. That's the thing. <laughs> they're laughing. They're like, why is it that they can pay these guys these big contracts, but you couldn't pay Mark Stone or Eric Carlson two years ago, three years ago? Like, no, homie. We're, we're going to hold on to Bobby Ryan. Who left Ottawa now was tore it up with Detroit until he got hurt last year. Yeah, he was doing really well. I was oh. proud about proud of Bobby. Oh man, that's great. All right. Um <laughs> I'm, let's just start the Owen Power doesn't sign kind of thing. Dude, <laughs> Owen I, Power looking to not sign in Buffalo. I'm so making that a goddamn social. Or let's ask everybody, like if you were Owen Power and you saw what Buffalo was doing, would you sign there? Like you don't have to. You can get drafted there and not sign. Do you have to declare for the NHL draft like you do the NFL and NBA? Or is uh, it maybe. there? It, it might be like a Michael Scott thing where you just go, I declare. <laughs> I declare for my NHL draft. Like, I wonder how many guys top five picks were just like, oh shit, Buffalo. I'm 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 going back. I'm not, I'm not take me out. I'm done. That's I'm not looking to come over yet. From overseas, still so bad for Buffalo fans. Yeah, I mean, hey, if they get a good return for Jack Eichel, then we can watch whoever they got just kind of implode. What are they going to get? Like two seconds and a third? Like you know, they've gotten like Buffalo has got ever since they got dummied into these John Tavares, um, like Robin Hood or no, not Robin Hood, just Robin players with Kyle Oposo and Matt Molson who played very well with John Tavares. And then they signed big tickets in Buffalo and did nothing. <laughs> and then remember when, was it, was it Buffalo trading Thomas Vanek to the Island or was it the Island trading Thomas Vanek? To Bu- no, it was, it was the other way. That was the only good thing that they did to the Islanders was they traded Thomas Vanek to the Islanders for like a first or a second. And then his contract ended and he just re-signed in Buffalo. Like that was the only good thing that Buffalo's done in recent memory. Other than, I mean, drafting Jack Eichel. Uh, Transaction. And they also like signed, (laughs) they also signed Jeff Skinner's fucking $9 million. So they, okay. So they traded Vanek to Islanders for Matt Molson, 2015 first round pick and a 2015 second round pick. Um, and the Islanders traded him for shit. 
Okay. For essentially a second round pick. Oh man. I just that was I just remember seeing that stuff. That was really funny. But yeah, Buffalo just getting baited into Akposo and Molson. They traded Vanek for a 2015 pick in 2013. Yeah. At the start of the 2013-2014 season. <laughs> they knew something no one else knew about. I still can't believe Vanek was playing as as long as he was. 2018-2019, he was still playing. I completely yeah. forgot about that. Damn. I love, I love talking about Buffalo. It's so fun. <laughs> It well, just puts me in a good mood all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about something that will never be in the same category as Buffalo, at least for the foreseeable future, uh, the Stanley Cup final uh, semifinals. Hey, watch them make it next year. <laughs> they so, trade They trade Eichel and they fucking make it. So Owen Power that, signs after, the, after his collegiate season. He ends up getting the Norris in the last 16 games of the year. How about Kale McCarr being a Norris like nominee and he's on his entry-level contract and he didn't even sign a max entry-level contract? Oh, I was going to say, you're making all these points, but Adam Fox is also in his second no, year. No, I know. But I'm just saying, like, McCarr, like, has been talked about, like, as this amazing player and he's, like, in his, his entry-level deal and didn't even get a max entry-level deal. Wait, yeah, which is weird because he was, like, an eighth pick. He was yeah. like an eighth overall pick. I wonder if it's because he signed late. So he technically only signed a two year, I believe. The other thing, just kind of in the same realm, I guess. What, how old's Makar right now? Makar. Oh, let's see. Because they're just talking about Adam Fox, too. Because Adam Fox is 23. He was a third round pick by Calgary. He's, He's on his second year of his ELC. Because he got trade, he wasn't going to sign in Calgary, and so he get, they traded his signing rights. Yeah, he, or, uh, I don't know if they traded his sign. They traded it. Kilmacar was a first yeah. round, fourth overall pick in 2017. He was a what? Sorry, I was reading. Right, <laughs> first round, fourth overall. Yeah. Okay, he was a fourth overall pick. That's right. Yeah. How does he not get a Matt's contract? I don't I don't know. Joe Sackick is like a fucking wizard some for some reason. That's so crazy. Oh. I didn't realize this but the the so the Flames didn't trade or trade him straight to the Rangers for Adam Fox. They traded Adam Fox to Carolina in yeah. the Dougie in the Dougie Hamilton trade. For, and uh, Michael Furland for Noah Hannafin and Elias at Lindholm. And then he, I guess, I don't think he was going to, oh, did he play? Oh, he didn't. I don't think he was going to play. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't going to play in Carolina because Carolina was stacked on defense. So they traded his signing rights to the Rangers for two seconds. Which is, I mean, that's not too fucking bad. That's crazy. That's what happens. That's what happens when you go the college route. You can just you can fucking end up going wherever you want. He's like the exact opposite of VC. Like VC was the last player that kind of like bounced around a couple places before, like officially signing. And now VC's been a fucking suitcase in the league. Yeah. I fucking I I totally forgot he was in Vancouver now too. VC. Oh, that's right, because he got picked up off of the uh, waivers. He's from Toronto. Yeah. It's like ugh, Toronto just ends up having not enough cap space, so they have to put people through waivers that are just gonna get stolen. It's like, all right, that was their that was the VC was what they're missing for game seven. I mean, that's what they really needed <laughs> a college uh, hero. All right, so the semifinals you got, um, the Knights past uh, Colorado. Yeah, everybody thought Colorado was just going to smoke everybody. Yeah, I, and, I, and I thought so, too. So that means the streak of President's Trophy winners continues. Um, the last time a President's Trophy winner won the Stanley Cup, your 2013 Chicago Blackhawks. That's right. So uh, the curse is real unless you're the Chicago Blackhawks. So sure. bow down to us. Some, somebody on 
Reddit. I can't remember because I saw it a few days ago, but it was like when the Avalanche got defeated, they recreated the Colorado Avalanche or they recreated the Washington Capitals logo to say Colorado Avalanche because they can't beat this, they can't get past the second round and they're like a constant top tier team. <laughs> Just like how the like the Capitals were for the longest time until they finally broke through. So 2017. So Vegas gets to play the pers- the team that everybody knew was going to be in this situation. Um, I don't. The I don't, last team to make the playoffs. <laughs> the Mont- this year and last year. <laughs> this year and last year. Montreal Canadiens swept Winnipeg because Montreal apparently is an absolute wagon. Um, Fucking Winnipeg joined two other teams that that happened to where they they completed a sweep and got swept. And the one team, one of those teams was last year's, was it Carolina? Carolina was last no, year. No, or was it was it the Islanders? No, it was Carolina. Because Carolina, Carolina swept and then they got swept by the Islanders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Montreal, Montreal Vegas kicks off tonight. Um, it's the classic Nick Suzuki against Max Pacioretty. That's what it was traded for. We'll see what, who really won that trade. Well, didn't Tatar? Tatar was in that trade, wasn't he? Yeah. Thomas Tatar, Nick Suzuki for Max Pacioretty. I forgot Tatar was on Vegas. Yeah, they, like, love him there. I don't know if, like, he's still, like, super beloved there, but they were really fucking high on him when he first got there. Because he did fuck all in Vegas. So he, like, lost a lot of value. Let's see. I'll go to Thomas Tatar. Let's go to his trade history. Yeah. So it was Vegas got patch ready with $450,000 retained because it was like 10% of his deal. Yeah. And then Canadians got Thomas Tatar with actually $500,000 retained. So they, they, they ended up eating some more cap, but they then gave him Nick Suzuki and a second round pick that was Samuel Fajimo. So, yeah, they actually got a, a pretty good haul for Max Petch already. See, <laughs> Buffalo needs to learn something. Like, <laughs> you're able to get hauls for your good players. Get, get a haul for haul? Yeah. <laughs> That's too bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, and then the other other side of the bracket, you got a rematch from last year's semifinal. Uh, the Islanders versus Tampa. And Islanders actually have a one nothing series lead right now. Not too shabby. So, I'm really hoping that they pull it off, too. So are we all in agreement that we're hoping it's a Montreal-New York Islanders Stanley Cup final? Uh, East versus East? I'm yeah. kind of – I've got to be jazzed about that, yeah. I would love to see Montreal. Montreal's going to win it all, man. Dude. I, like, I, Carey, I, Carey I, Price is insane right now. I stick what I said. Uh, whoever comes out of this this conference, well, this or, game starts in five minutes too. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh shit, better hurry up. Um. <laughs> so yeah, and then I saw the funny thing too is um so so this year's uh, semifinal is just a rematch of last year's you know, um or it's just the same three teams plus whatever team Corey Perry is playing for. <laughs> yeah, that's what the weirdest thing too. Yeah, but. Corey Perry, he's gonna be the new uh, the new Marion Hosa. They're gonna lose it this year, and then wherever he goes next year, he's gonna fucking win it all. I hope not. I really don't. That's the only reason why I'm kind of hoping if it comes to Montreal, New York Islanders, I'm I'm pulling for the Islanders just because I don't want to see Perry win. I fucking love him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just love I love him because he's like the perfect kind of pest, where it's like fucking hilarious. <laughs> And he's not pissing off the entire league, just like mainly the the California teams, Calgary and Vancouver, and now Toronto too. Yeah, and now Toronto too. <laughs> so, all right, well, we're gonna wrap this up. But realistically, does Montreal have a chance? Yeah, you do. Yeah, I mean, fuck, man, like it's the it's the semifinals. Like everybody thinks they know what is going to happen and nobody fucking really knows. Like <laughs> Carrie Price is going to fucking watch them sweep fucking Vegas too. That shit would be hilarious. Oh my God. That'd be fantastic. Be so great. But the and thing- then they go on, they sweep the fucking lightning. 
in the <laughs> could you picture that shit? They just sweep, they don't fucking lose a game for the rest of the goddamn playoffs. Lighting lighting's getting swept. I would don't put that out there because <laughs> that'd be so great. Well, Dougie Hamilton, you saw Dougie Hamilton's comment about that, right? They're like, we lost our team that was $18 million over the salary cap. Yeah. Just oh, plan, so you, when you, you plan it out that way, you know, like another quick Dougie Hamilton thing, too. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes gave permission to him to start speaking with other teams. So it's working on a sign and trade, yeah. which is, I think, a fantastic fucking idea. Like, let him do it. You it's a win win for for like certain teams because it's like you you put this package together on like what you're going to sign Dougie Hamilton for when you get like exclusive rights to like trade for him for an eight year deal that you wouldn't get. And then you don't have to try and fucking sweeten the pot with everybody like in the in free agency. And then the, the Hurricanes win because then they're, like, getting assets back. Like, I think the Hurricanes, with anything that they're going to get, like, you can get a fucking third, fourth, whatever. Like, you get something instead of just losing a player. The team's a wagon. I mean, whatever they're getting just yeah. ice in the cake right now. So, it's like, yeah, do what you got to do. If you're not going to be able to re-sign him and it's, it's not going to be realistic, yeah, dude, get whatever you can get you can for him. They have – it's their defensive end is so fucking good that, like, losing Dougie Hamilton is not going to hurt them. They've already <laughs> they're just gonna end up doing some shit when it's, it's they'll be fine. They got eleven defensemen. Yeah, granted that is including, you know, because of the playoff roster, but still Jesus. They're gonna be, I think they might end up being the favorites with the Avalanche next year to win it all. Especially if uh, Nedeljkovic, well, he needs a, he needs to sign a new contract, but he's still an RFA. If, if Nedeljkovic is going to be their number one and he plays like he did this year, <sighs> fuck out of here. They they don't have to sign Reimer or Mrazek. They can just sign a backup for that kid, and then that's six million dollars going wherever else you want on the fucking team. Dougie Hamilton's five or almost six millions coming off the books. Fuck me. Uh, we'll I see. I wouldn't mind Reimer on the Hawks as a backup for Lincoln. In. Yeah, that's not terrible. But last time we signed a Carolina goalie, didn't pan out all that great. Yeah. But, all right. So before we wrap this up, give me your Stanley Cup final. Who's it? Who's coming in? Realistic in your heart, or who you want to see, or who I want to see? Uh, pick whatever probably, you want to see, or who it's going to be. What it's going to likely be is Tampa, Vegas. What I want to see is the opposite: <laughs> the Islanders and Montreal. And I hope I want to just jo- I just want to see Montreal just. Up, I like, either I either want Montreal and the Islanders to sweep these series, or I yeah. want them to go seven games. It can't. It no middle. Game. No, no in between. <laughs> Sweep or full seven games? Like, do like Islanders cannot lose four in a row right now. Like, they have to win at least two more, and then this then lose the next four. I don't care, but go seven. Yeah, for or sure. win the next three. <laughs> oh, All right, so I'm excited to see how like Vegas will handle Montreal now with. Like who did they? Vegas played Colorado and who the fuck else did they play? Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, okay. The seven. I'm just trying to think of like what type of players they played because like Shea Weber is just a monster. Carey Price has been insane, and he's going to be the best goalie that they're going to they're going to have faced. And they had issues with like Cam Talbot. Yeah. Who played fantastically, but Carey Price has the best stats in the in the fucking playoffs right now. He's ooh, he's playing ooh, very, very good goalie goaltending. Chef's kiss. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So oh, also when you talk when we were talking about uh or you guys bring up sometimes like goalies being irrelevant, three of like the top eight goalies in the league are still in the playoffs. Is that uh-huh. right? It was something like that. I saw <laughs> it's like hey. That's the thing you can pay the goalies, baby. It's all good. <laughs> They'll take you far. Goalies are still relevant because the Islanders can throw whoever they want on that and they still get it done because the team in front of them, boom, roasted. Bro- all right. <laughs> <laughs> boom, roasted. <laughs> all right. So, roasted, so, roasted, so 140. What do you want to call it, Tanner? Um, goalies are relevant. 
I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, Owen Power doesn't sign up Buffalo Sabres. Shorten it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it going to be? Sometimes it just comes to me. Sometimes, you know, it just, it's just it takes a minute. Um, I don't know. Uh, oh, uh, trade for Eichel. <laughs> trade for Eichel. Trade for Eichel. Oh, you dick. All right. Well. <laughs> Let's get him on the team. Oh, no, no, no. Not trade for Eichel. Best American line ever. <laughs> All right. That's what, that's what it's got to be. Best American line ever. Man. <laughs> All right. So that's how you, that's how you fucking hook them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as always, make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, subscribe to our YouTube where you can watch us and our amazing faces as we do this stupid shit. Um, Social media at WCB Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Follow our network, the Hockey Podcast Network, Hockey Pod at Hockey Pod on everything, I believe. And um, DraftKings code uh, THPN. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you on the next one. Hell yeah, boys. Love ya. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.